Hey, Water Trio listeners, and welcome to a bonus episode. We're going to have a, a bit of a dive into Mars and the fixed signs, um, the three of us all having Mars in fixed signs. And we know quite a few listeners have, when we've chatted about Mars before, have said, please, please do an episode on Mars in the fixed signs. So here you go. Here is your bonus episode um, right in time for Aries season. So it's all the Mars all the time happening right now. And yeah, where do we want to start, gals? What we will kind of talk about, you know, give a brief dive into each of the signs, but yeah, how do... Well, maybe some general intro of like what Mars is and what fixed signs mm. are. Um, I guess Mars is the planet of action and motivation, of assertiveness or lack thereof. Mars would be the planet of anger. So your Mars placement can describe how you might handle anger for better or for worse. You know, everybody sometimes does it well and sometimes doesn't do it well. Uh, So that idea of how you manage and process anger, how you kind of manage and manage yourself to take action, Uh, sometimes decision-making. I know thinking and communication is mercury, but I think that sort of decisive do it or don't do it is sometimes a little bit of a a Marsy quality. How do you guys describe the planet Mars when you're sort of thinking about him or teaching on the planets? I was talking about the (laughs) (laughs) The energy that jumps in. Love it. You go, Cass. Case in point. (laughs) Um, I do find... Mars is definitely, um, I often refer to Mars as choices. You know, mm. you choose to, to go one direction or another direction. You think about, you know, the glyph of Mars, it's the arrow and it's going somewhere. And so there is that, you know, it's that decide. When Once you make a decision, then you've got that cutting clarity of Mars to, to go in that direction. And when people get stuck is when they haven't decided. So I haven't, you know, decided to leave that marriage. I haven't decided to leave that job. And But once a decision's made, that the ability to take that Mars action becomes super, super easy. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're excellent points you both made. And I think, you know, the only other thing I'd add into this, it's, it's, will, it's that real willpower mm. that often comes in, at, you know, it's, and, and inflammation. You know, this is a hot, dry planet. And whatever Mars touches, wherever it is, it inflames things or it um, separates things. It kind of gets in there and slices and dices um, is often a word I use for Mars. And, you know, Kel, I know you always talk about it like the surgeon's knife, that wonderful analogy of, you know, cutting to heal or cutting to harm. So Mm. it can be the sword that we can use to protect with things or to, to battle with or assert our right, or it can be the, the the surgeon's knife that is used to heal, to cut away what's no longer necessary, what's dead wood, what's, you know, the, the, the flesh that needs to be removed. So, yeah, that's what I'd add in for Mars there. For Mars. And then the fixed signs. How do you, go, you gals describe the fixed signs in just as a general, like fixed modality vibes? I always think about it as this is the middle pace. You know, this is the energy where you really get in, roll your roll your sleeves up and get to work with something. And fixed is, I always think about it like a funnel or like not like a funnel, like a furrow in the ground. It's like you get in there, you stay in there and you you keep focused and you go forward and, and drive with that. This is especially the Mars and the fixed signs and the fixed energy. And there's this sense of 
with the fixed signs, there's a persistence and a perseverance and an ability to really just keep pushing through. It's not fast. It's not flary. It's not excitable, but it is that energy to persist. What about you gals? Yeah, I think the fixed sign can be very, you know, very slow to start. Yes. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) uh, there is that, uh, rigidity and in just sort of that initiating quality is not there um so but what when it gets started it will see things through to completion um and there is a and once that that they've reached a starting point once that fixed sign mars decides okay i'm going to start this thing don't try and change their mind they're, they're oh, stuck yeah. there now like it's like you know i remember growing up my dad would always say to me what have you got to be in your bonnet about now and it's like well I've you know I'm on this trajectory just don't even think about making me move now so once the the choice or the decision's made done follow through yeah yeah the only other kind of fixed modality keywords or concepts that I would add is that there is there can be that slow boil um, to echo what you're saying Cass around slow to get started Uh, But there's a very high tolerance or a very high endurance capacity with the fixed signs. Like they can keep on keeping on. Um, The downside of fixed signs, though, they can be stubborn and very rigid. They totally resist change. Uh, And then the the positive side is that they're very consistent, very reliable, very steady. You know, they do love their routines uh, and that obviously can be a pro or a con depending on the context and the circumstance. But, yeah, I think so I'm glad we're just able to give people a little taste of like the Mars stuff and then the fixed sign stuff. So we're really going to look at, I guess, combining those two together and and Mars in a fixed sign. Um, Does anyone want to like reveal why we're talking about this? The three of us have got Mars in each of the three fixed signs. So, or three of the four. Yeah. So we're all Mars in the fixed signs. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, obviously we've all got different things in our charts, but the Mars placement for all of us is Mars in a fixed sign. So we totally understand that follow through, uh, but also that stubbornness. And I don't know about you guys, but I know like the people in my life, like my husband would be like, yes, definitely stubborn. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, lucky me, I married a Mars in a fixed sign too. So, oh yeah, dear, it's, it's all stubborn around here. My <laughs> two kids just laugh at us. <laughs> You're not stubborn. You just know what you want. There mm-hmm. you go. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> so Mars in Taurus. Mars in Taurus. Well, I would. Dare to say that that is probably the most rigid and the most stubborn of all of the fixed signs, um, and that is you know, my natal placement. Um, that probably uh, shows up most in my taste in music and in my taste of recreational activities. I like to pick up heavy things, but um, Mars in Taurus. Um, I'll just sort of repeat a very brief story. Um, when I separated from my my son's father, we talked about it. And he said, you know, I always admired your ability to make a decision and see it through until I was on the receiving end of that. <laughs> so he just knew he was not going to change change my mind with that. You know, and Mars in Taurus uh, is definitely, you know, this is the place where Mars does experience its detriment. It's the mo- one of the, you know, most um, uncomfortable places for, for Mars. And so, um, you know, I'm a slow mover. 
you know, push me and I will resist. Like that's a guarantee. Um, but what I can do is things on the long term or um, the long haul. Um, and what I really love doing is kind of like I actually do quite enjoy physical labor. Um, and so sometimes that can be that release point for Mars is, you know, getting, you know, whether it's getting in nature and digging in the garden or whether it's picking up heavy things. So, you know, Mars in Taurus um, is also doesn't like too much discomfort. You know, Taurus does love um, you know, the, the pleasures and, you know, things to come with relative ease. And so, um, but then, you know, with Mars sort of aggravating that, you know, it's literally that bee in the bonnet and, um, you know, kind of can get a very tenacious and stubborn and until you figure the thing out or till you've done that thing. Um, so it has that, you know, wonderful enduring quality, but sometimes the downside is, you know, not knowing when to, okay, cows, just, you know, quit that thing or give it, you know, give it a break. So sometimes there can be, once you decide and do, then it can be overdone. So, and that's probably common for Mars in all the fixed signs, would you yeah. say, where it's like mm -hmm, stays totally. too long at the party kind of thing, like stays <laughs> with something. It's like, you know what, maybe you should have actually stopped this three years ago. Like we're past the youth mm. by date here. Yeah. yeah, it's just I mean, around how that happens. Like, you know, I think about my Mars in Scorpio. It's like you can get into the deep and the research and just never come out again. You yeah, know, the it's rabbit the hole. same as what mm. you're talking about. Yeah, with that mm. Taurus. Yeah. And how about you, Kel, with yours? Well, I, should we do that? I didn't know if we were going to do them in order or. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh, no, just that, how yeah. you see that in Aquarius, that, you know, oh, the staying too oh. long at the party, a Mars in Aquarius. I well, I'm like, I don't know. It's tricky because I'm so in my head about it. But, I mean, I probably, <laughs> like, one of the things that came to mind was <laughs> so in my head about things. I mean, Mars in an air sign, which is not unique to Aquarius, but it's one of the features, is I need information to get started. So mm. the other morning I had a writing day scheduled and I was just feeling a bit flat. I was like, how am I going to get myself into this? I don't want to waste this writing day that are so precious. And so I put on the TED Talk by Elizabeth Gilbert about creativity and the idea of having a genius, not being a creative genius, which is one of my favorite TED Talks of all times. And I pulled some books off the shelf that were like sort of motivational or just inspirational. I'm like, well, I've got my books, put the TED Talk on, see what happens. You know, it's about 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, so ready to go after I watched that. But it was like, I needed to get, yeah. I, I've heard that talk before, but I was like, what are those exact things that she says? So it's very research oriented. And the other thing for me is like, I'll be reading a book. I've done this so many times and there's a footnote and I'm like, there's another book referenced in the footnote. And then I have to go and get that book and read more about where the idea in the first book came from, from the second book <laughs> that was a source for the person who wrote the first book. And that's the rabbit hole that I go down. Like, so yeah. that there is a research component and it's like yeah. more books, but did that teacher say it in this one or was it five years before? So it's definitely, it's like looking at the lineage of ideas or where. To connect the dots. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I can get yeah. very. I know that if I had like no actual jobs to do to earn money to pay for my life, I would spend a lot of time in libraries for doing that exact purpose. <laughs> and <laughs> I'd be so your... happy. I'd be so happy. <laughs> What's your kind of, um, you know, get start source leash? What's the source you need? Um, for me, it's like if I don't understand something, if, if yeah. I'm tr 
I need to read between the lines. So for me, it's like an instinct and, you know, this is, so Mars in Scorpio is Mars in a water sign. So if my intuition pings or my instinct pings about something, it's like, what's not right here? Okay, let's go and understand. And, you know, I think, for example, coronavirus, I have been on the biggest research dig because I'm hearing people talk about conspiracy theories about where it's come from and, you know, what the possible um, sources are for it and where it developed and all of And I just went on this massive research rabbit hole and I got to the bottom and went, I actually know less than when I started (laughs) (laughs) because I just Mm. pulled in way too much information. It's almost like I dug a burrow for myself, like a Scorpio does. A scorpion will get underneath a rock to you know, to get out of the sun, to bury it. But it's like you just keep going and keep going and then all the soil ends up in on top of you so you can't actually mm. see any light at yeah. all. So that's the possibility for it. But, um, yeah, what about Mars in Leo? Um, any thoughts and ideas? None of us have that. But I know. I did have a client recently with this and they had an otherwise very earthy chart, but they were like, but there is a part of me that really likes luxury and likes to spend money. And this person had a fair amount of leadership and kind of profile, you know, in their industry. So I don't, I don't know exactly what's the get started source for Mars in Leo, but I know there's an orientation to high quality, bright, shiny things. Yeah. Yeah, I think of a friend that I've got with Mars in Leo and same situation. There's a very earthy chart. I remember one time he said to me, I need to be seen, God damn it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because they were more used to kind of like being all the Virgo and doing the background or doing the thing and then sort of unleash that statement. I was like, oh, that's right. I remember that about you now, but we didn't get to really see that. Uh, too often so yeah I was was like I need to be seen (laughs) (laughs) but I do think and I think Mars and Leo really excels in that space of leadership combination yeah yeah there's a real charm or a real sort of you know they can take charge and you know I think most planets in Leo do this very well where they have a real set of standards or like a quality control there's just an intrinsic like I will accept that. I won't accept that. That sort of regal, you know, that's not up to my standard and not in an egotistical way necessarily, but more in a like I know what I'm worth or what I deserve kind of way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's a natural confidence with this sign as well, you know, because there is the confidence and the courage of both Mars and Leo coming in together. Like Mm. I've got a Mars in Leo friend and he always says, life is a stage, use it. You know, it's that kind of thing of just get out there, just live life. It's, it's, you know, life's too short to worry about the shadow stuff. So just get out there and do it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think from the um, Mars and Taurus perspective, like, you know, what a source would be to sort of get started would be, uh, you know, I'll sit down, you know, to do my own writing and I'll be like, oh, I need that drink and I need that snack or go to (laughs) get more food. Like everything for me to get started is – is to feel good. Like I need to feel good, like in my physical body. So I've had to have done some form of exercise and, and then of all the food as well. And I think Mars and Taurus, you know, a great example of that is Madonna. And in a speech that she did a few mm. years ago was she said, one of the most controversial things I've ever done in my career 
was to last the distance or to stick around, I think she actually said. So that sort of really highlights that enduring power of a uh, fixed Mars. You know, if there's something that you're striving for and you mm. want it bad enough, you there's a do-what-it-takes energy with the fixed Mars, I think. Yes. Um, but I also yeah. think that is like um, an unspoken or maybe underappreciated component to success which is staying power like being able to just keep going even through the lean times or the tough times there's something about the consistency um of this it it wouldn't necessarily work in every industry for every circumstance but there are certain industries where you know just that staying power is brilliant um Yeah. yeah. yeah I found myself at one stage in my career going a lot into startups as they moved from the stage from being a small organization into a medium size Mm. and what was required, the structures that were in place and the endurance that were in place and the hard work that was needed, the analysis and all of that stuff, and then bringing things on board. That's what I find Fix Mars is very good at doing too, is is on drawing... Yeah, drawing on the resources that they need to keep going, um, whatever that mm. fuel looks like for them. So, you know, I guess it depends on what sign it is as to what that fuel would look like. But yeah, that ability to kind of, okay, well, we need this person in this area and we need that set of ideas technology to support this part of the business so and then that helps us have that staying power and the longevity of things to go forward um just one public example of someone with mars in leo would be beyonce yes who and i was like hang on i wrote a thing about her from a few years ago when she did the super bowl halftime show and you know it's that idea of that sustain like she's someone who's had longevity in her career actually as i'm saying this the other example i'm pretty sure paul mccartney has mars in leo as well mm-hmm. um, he does yeah yeah so there is that sense of longevity if you like for better yeah. or for worse um, i'm sure there's some negative examples where people have got mars in leo mars in a fixed sign and just hung on in a way that we might have wished they didn't um, yeah. So, Lise, you were saying you you were you've worked in businesses where that you've come in as they were moving out of the startup phase and into the more established, like let's get some ongoing systems. So, coming out of that frantic, busy, extreme hyper adrenaline stage and into that more, what are we going to do in an ongoing, sustained way? That's so Mars in a fixed sign, isn't it? Yeah. And also, that and strategic think- sign of Scorpio as well, like you know that long term strategy. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. You know, Mars, one of the things I forgot to say in the beginning, Mars needs a mission. Mars needs a purpose. Oh, yeah, totally needs a mission. Yeah. And often with a fixed sign, that mission can become all that is. You know, it's like I'm just going to achieve this and look through it. Um, There's a movie that's about to come out. It's just about... about these two bo- these two boys that have to get through France during the war. I think it's called 1917 and they just the, the mission that they have to go on to deliver this message that will save 1600 troops. It's just this such you know what they have to persevere, what they have to push through to get this mission happening, but they do it, you know, and they push through all sorts of challenges and issues um and I feel like, you know, it's really a big part of that 
And also to the staying power you were talking about, you know, some celebrities with Mars in Scorpio is Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's, yeah, I was like, doesn't Scarlet, Leo have this? <laughs> yeah, ScarJo um, and uh, Victoria Beckham as well, mm-hmm. you know, who are people okay. who have mm. have had real staying power and have gone through, you know, not everybody loves these people and often the three of them, especially I've heard critiqued or criticised a lot for who they are and what they do, but they've just stuck with it and just kept going and just mm. stayed in that, you know, in that um, ability to just really do what they want to do and be in their passion and purpose. Yeah, there's a real sense of like you live by the sword and you'll die by it with a fixed Mars. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. beautiful. So, hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So what else do we want to say? I mean, Maya Angelou is my like Mars in Aquarius girl <laughs> crush, I guess. Um, I'd say Madonna is mine. Yes. <laughs> she's, a, she's a fellow Mars and Taurus native. Yeah, love Scar Joe's mine. I love her. Oh, my God, this is brilliant, brilliant. I mean, one other thing I realised about, like, my secret starting source with Mars in Aquarius is sometimes I have to have a conversation. So especially mm. when I li- mm. like, cause I live in a different place to most of my dear friends and family. So often one of the ways I start my day is listening to WhatsApp messages that have come in overnight. Uh, but also if I can grab someone. Um, so right now in the morning for where I am, it's Australia, Australia, no, Yes, Australia's still awake, but the US hasn't come it's online late, yet. Yeah, yeah late so I can afternoon. sometimes mm-hmm. grab like my sister or what have you and just a chat. And then I'm like, I'm so ready for anything now that I've just had mm. that like very typical air chatty interaction. So, and what do yeah. you need like to start your day? Because I always think like Mars is that planet that, you know, you put your feet down on the floor in the morning. What's the first thing you do? It's like that action yep. and that that's it. What, what do you do to start your day? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, after yeah. you've used the bathroom and stuff. But what's the first thing that you do, Leishi? Oh, me? Um, yeah, yeah. For me, my ideal, I don't always get yeah. it, kids, but my ideal is a meditation and um, oh, quiet beautiful. time. Yeah, mm, you know, just really <laughs> sitting with my emotions and processing them. You can't get much more scorpio <laughs> than that. That's usually my beginning of the day and end of the day. That's my ultimate day. And I, I know mm. when I do that, my days go very well because it's almost like sometimes I find my Mars in Scorpio and I'd be interested to hear if listeners feel the same who have the same placement, the internal world can take over. So the mm. mission or the purpose gets clouded by what's in and dwelling and, and um, brewing under the surface there. So, you know, I always think of Scorpio like the deep, the deep ocean and and where the currents you can't see them on the surface but the, where the currents are underneath the so mm. yeah yeah so the if underneath. i'm not aware of what's going on underneath sometimes that can take over and and take me off into places which are you know like coronavirus research um, <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm um, thinking of another famous example with mars and scorpio mm-hmm. oprah Oh, does oh, wow. she? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's why I love her so Scorpio. much. Yeah. That's and why I love her. yeah, she's just got that really strategic quality, doesn't she? Um, and and then, the staying power. Oh, I mean, right? Yeah. Considering, the, and she says this herself, I remember a podcast her talking about recently, you know, considering I was an overweight African American woman 
the fact that I got where I got in life, it, that's just amazing. And I think that really speaks to that, you know, that Scorpio ability that to just hone in mm, on what's yeah. needed and just get in there and underneath it. So, yes. And then a couple of other Mars and Aquarius uh, gals for the crew, uh, Jane Fonda and Queen Elizabeth II. Mm. Oh, and Jane Fonda, like Mars How and Aquarius. How good is she activist. with her activism? Yeah. She is amazing. And talk about staying power as well. I mean, her career has had different iterations over the years, but the work that she's still doing now, I mean, Grace and Frankie at this age and stage of her life, you know, in addition to her activism, phenomenal. And yeah, Queen, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II, the poster child for longevity in <laughs> life and career. I mean, whether you agree with her or not, that woman has been through so many different prime ministers in the UK. The, the world has just changed phenomenally in the years that she has been just doing her job. So, yeah. And those those prime ministers, you know, in a way, she, while she isn't involved in the day-to-day politics of the country, those prime ministers answer to her, you know, in, yeah. in many different what, ways. Yeah. So she's the ultimate leader of that country. Not she's of that one country, of the, of the entire of Commonwealth, Commonwealth organisation, yeah. which is yeah. it's like 2.4 billion people live in Commonwealth countries and she is the person at the top of all of those trees. I'm just so quite, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love, if we're going to honour a female leader... Yeah. Yes. Tenacity, <laughs> staying power. You know whether uh, you whether you think that the royal family should or shouldn't be around. The fact is they are, and this person has just had this sort of tirelessness around mm. their efforts. Yeah, that sense of duty and commitment, which is you know very fixed sign as well. I've you know this is not that she chose it, but you know it was just you know a thing that I guess you know. She has chosen it because she could have abdicated like her uncle did or and like her grandson has done. So, well, not that he was technically abdicated, but, yeah, that sort of sense of duty, loyalty, commitment can really come through those fixed signs as well. And for the higher good, you know? Yeah. We're talking, this is, she's Mars and Aquarius. Is that oh, yes, what yes, saying, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she you has know, Jupiter so this, with her Mars, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. this, is, this is not on her behalf. This is on the behalf of her nation. You know, she mm. gave up her identity in many ways to to be in the role that she's in. Um, yeah. It's such an Aquarian thing to do. Anyway, mm-hmm. we could bang on about the royal family all day, I think. Yes, you know, it's a popular topic of conversation, but I guess that's our – what else? Do you want to say anything else on Mars and fixed signs? Oh, yeah, Mars and Taurus. Yeah. I start my day with food. Right. Okay. Food. That's your secret sauce. I must eat yep. first. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just uh, coffee me, feed me, and I'm ready to start. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were both to say, um, you know, what's something that you feel confident about, you know, that mask or even courage? Uh, wow. Good Where do you draw on courage for in, in your world? And for those with Mars in Leo, please feel free to chime in on the comments so yeah, we can listen. That's a hard question, Leech. Only because it's hard to distill it down to just the Mars in Aquarius. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just feel like the courage, uh, and I'm not going to artic- this, articulate this very well. Well, I can uh, start if you like. You go, you go. 
Uh, well, my Mars is in the 12th house. So um, how I find for me where my courage comes from, it comes from like such a deep place within. Um, it's almost like an internal fortitude that comes from it's not anything I do externally it's not from anybody else it's comes from a place that I literally cannot describe um yeah. it's just there um and that that force that resistance that you know damn me if you try it, it's just such a deep part of my genetic makeup that I can't actually really articulate it um and you know that there is that real push me and I'll resist you. <laughs> that is just me. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't say it comes from somewhere. It's just so deeply embedded in that sort of 12th house. And I think okay. others have been able to see the confidence more than I have, that, than I can see it. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I'd, I'd, say this, I'd say the same, you know, I've got Mars in the 8th house and, uh, you know, in a water sign, it actually comes from a place of trust. Like when I trust my intuition, when I trust my instincts, then I feel confident to move forward. And if that trust isn't there, that mm. can actually erode away my confidence. Yeah. What about you, Cal? Yeah, Cass, when you were talking about Mars in the 12th, I was like, oh, I get it now because I have Mars in the 12th too. And what I do to really get into that place of conviction and choice and having confidence in whatever I'm going to do or decide, if I spend time by myself, so yeah. I just need to go by, I'll talk to, I had a therapist years ago who described my process as like, you talk to your council of um, advisors, which is like my friends and my family. And then I have to go away. And ideally it's out walking in nature by myself and all of the things just come together and I sift through and I'm up in my head, but I'm walking and thinking and alone. And then I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. And once mm. I got to that place, don't even get in my way because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. It's our fortress of solitude. It, there's something about the solitude of I yeah. have to then get still and get quiet and just sift everything out and it will just come and I'll be ready. Yeah. 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 So it's more about right. the environment that stimulates that, I guess. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, so many girls. things. I know. Yeah. So it seems like we had a great longer dive than we expected. So we hope everybody gets lots of juice from that. Um, did you guys want to talk about anything that's coming up, anything that you're doing? Uh, I guess just to say that if anybody does have questions or topics that they would like us to cover in a future uh, bonus episode, you know, we'd love to do a Q&A episode, but uh, we'll want to hear questions from everyone. So just pop them in the comments below. And uh, I guess we'll be releasing this relatively soon. So I'll probably have my planets uh, course, my introduction to the 10 planets course running. And we'll put a link for that below. Uh, what about each of you gals? How about you, Leash? Um, no, not really. I don't have anything to add into the end of this. What about you, Kaz? Oh, loads of things. <laughs> Uh, they're all in the pipeline as we uh, talk. So all the details are just on my website, CassandraTittle.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter and you get all the updates there. Fantastic. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, girls. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so send much. Send us more questions. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>